Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. We're talking finance with Brian. Brian, welcome back. Good morning. Yes, good morning to Kathy. How are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. Great to have you back as always. How are you feeling? Thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling fine, thank you. Getting a little bit bolder, a little bit bolder. <laughs> uh, started, started going back into the television studio uh-huh. and hopefully in the next week or two I'm going to start coming back to this come back into the um, into radio, into the studio. Music to our ears, Brian, music to our ears. So we are continuing then on the issue of of that green paper that was proposed. um, And this is around the pension provident funds and whether people can be allowed to withdraw from what they have existing in their funds. No, yeah, I I raised the green paper for the simple reason Mm -hmm. that they've now withdrawn that paper but it obviously was demand made on companies and made on the pension industry to allow people to borrow on their pension funds. And the reason I use that just purely to set this morning scene about, I really want to talk about the fact that people were short of money and wanted to actually borrow on their pension funds. And actually they even put a paper together to discuss it, which they've now withdrawn, made me realize how stretched consumers are, and I wanted to talk this morning mm. about the medical aid and what's happening in the medical medical aid industry because if they were so stretched under that paper regarding drawing from their pension funds, and these are individuals who are working because only men people who are working are contributing to pension and provident funds, and also many of them have got medical aids. And with the ink, we're starting to see now the, 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 um, the, the companies come out with potential increases on their medical aids for 2022. And I just wanted to give our listeners an opportunity to understand something about medical aid, particularly those who've got medical aid, and what the future holds. You know, like short-term insurance, some may think medical aid is a grudge purchase. It's costly, and if you're a healthy person, you say, well, I'm paying all this money and I'm not getting any benefit. Well, no one wants to get benefit from your medical aid. No one wants to get sick. You just ask people who are struggling, people who are sick, what benefit their medical aid is to them. But at this time of the year, you, people start, need to start looking at what health care cover they've got, what health cover do they need, and I want you to skip to some numbers. Let me explain to you. Someone contributing to a medical aid today, 6,000 rand a month. In 24 years, now, remember, all your costs, when you do your budget, you have your bond, you have finance that you may need to finance motor cars, you may have all your other costs. A lot of those costs will fall away. For example, educational costs should fall away when you reach retirement. Uh, Your debt should fall away. You should have a home paid for. The one cost that's going to continue, certainly as you get older, is your medical aid. Because the older you get, the more important your medical aid becomes. So someone who's paying 6,000 Rand a a month today at a 6% inflation rate in 24 years, now, don't get a flight. We'll be paying 24,000 rand a month. And someone who's paying, um, someone who's paying today um, 13,000 rand a month for a comprehensive medical aid will be paying 52 
thousand rand a month in 24 years. And think about people in their 40s who are now in 24 years' time will be 60. People who are now 60 in 24 years' time, they'll be 84. Those are the times they're going to need their medical aid. So you have to start having a look at how do you manage your medical aid going forward. Mm. What are you? What plan are you on? Because if increases are going to come between 5 to 6% a year this year, I understand increases. Two of the large medical aids have already commented that their increase will be below 5%. One has come in at about 37 But, you know, as interest rates pick up, as inflation picks up in the years to come, the cost of medical aids rise. We've seen increases of 7 to 8% consistently over, over, over any 10-year period over the last 15, 20 years. So it's important to understand what scheme you're on. And, you know, medical aid can have 10 to 15 different schemes. There's hospital plans. There is gas cover. There's medical aid. You can have a hospital plan with chronic. You can have a hospital plan with oncology. So there's all these different plans. But what in the, so many people do, don't understand is exactly what plan they should be on. And, you know, brokers today earn 3% for the medical aid. They get something like 101 rand a month per, per case. Uh, and you, it's built into your medical aid. You know, if you don't have a broker, you're not saving money because that, that, that cost is built in. So I'm just suggesting that one should really now, before the end of the year, you've got plenty of time now, you've got three months left to find out, talk to a medical aid broker. And it's not a financial planner. It's a accredited medical aid broker. Find out, let him look at what plan you're on, let him look at what the alternatives are. They're able to wrap all different products, including a hospital plan, into one scheme, and you probably could end up saving money because it's not about today. It's, as I said early on, with inflation, it's going to make people who are now in their 40s and 50s find that medical aid when they get to 70, 75, 80 is going to be totally under, un, unaffordable. And you've also got people in their, in, their, in, their, in, their, in their 30s and 20s who should now be planning some different program mm. because otherwise the one cost that's going to come out of their ultimate retirement monies is their medical aid because that is increasing, whereas all the other costs you can take control of. Medical aid, when you get older, you can't because that's when you need it the most. Brian, when we look at medical aid and medical cover, oftentimes it's not fully explained. And, and perhaps, you know, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but one doesn't always know what kind of cover they need at different stages spaces or stages in their lives and you know you find that sometimes you're overpaying for medical aid and perhaps other times you're underpaying is there a particular way that we can approach this to make sure that you're just kind of you know reaching that equilibrium Kathy, medical aids to understand today are so complex mm. with co-payments what doctors charge that's the point i'm making in all areas of south africa in all provinces there are accredited medical aid brokers, and it doesn't cost you more to use a broker because it's built in. And I'm saying to you, to avoid this confusion, to avoid the, under, the misunderstanding of medical aids, when are you paying extra? Because, you know, today, many of the doctors, medical aids may pay uh, a certain tariff, but doctors may be charging four to five times that tariff. Mm. And that's, you know, in the USA, more people file for bankruptcy 
because of monies they owe to, to hospitals and medical aids. You see, in America, they can't turn anyone away in a hospital if you need, if you need, if you need um, to be admitted. Whereas, so, so you get admitted, all the costs are then accrued, and then ultimately, if you're not, if you're not on a proper healthcare plan, you will be sued. So what I'm trying to, that doesn't happen in South Africa, but what I am saying is people should get hold of a broker. I can't make it more. And in every area, talk to your bank. You want an accredited medical aid broker. It's not going to cost you anything more. You're going to get the service for nothing because it's built into the medical aid. But if you don't start doing it now and you just leave it and you look 5, 10, 15 years later, before you know your medical aid is the biggest single item in your budget. So when it comes to identifying a medical aid broker, Brian, what are the things that we should be looking at? Well, you, 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 can, you, can, you can contact the Council for Medical Schemes. You can contact the, the medical aid you're with. They'll introduce you to a financial planner. The financial planner will get to understand, will do a needs analysis on you and your family. They'll need to understand your requirements, what your previous health situation is. Mm. Are, you on, are you on chronics? Your current medical scheme, is that medical scheme adequate for you? They'll be able to do a full evaluation. You're not committed to any broker, but if you do appoint them, the broker will earn some money, and it's not costing you because it's built into the cost of the medical aid. Uh, you can ask your company, uh, uh, if you're a member of a, a medical aid um, in, in a company, you can ask the company who's the broker. You'd like to speak to the broker. That broker is, is obliged under general conduct um, rules that came in last year to evaluate and give you that information. What I'm saying is so many people are unaware that you can get the service. Mm-hmm. And I'm, com- I'm um, um, comparing this service to the importance of ultimately an affordability. Brian, you know, oftentimes when people think about, again, going to a broker, asking for different services, and out of experience, lots of people struggle with um, sometimes getting whatever payouts they need from medical schemes. And there could be a reluctance that having a broker or managing that through a broker will only make it more complicated. Kathy, let me say this to you. I, I've got good knowledge. I've got good general knowledge of medical mm. aid. I don't even understand my own medical aid. <laughs> I have a broker. I have a broker. It mm. is so complex. I have a broker who deals with it. So mm. let me tell you the role of a broker, the annual broker. The first thing is just to evaluate your scheme. You, this, is not, this is not being scared of making an investment. You've got a medical aid. A broker's looking at what you've got. The broker will evaluate it. He's got no vested interest in changing from A to B because he's going to earn the same from both bodies. So he might as well try and keep you with the same company. So he'll evaluate you what you need. Then only if you have a major problem, you'll carry on dealing with your medical aid. You're not going to deal with a broker. But when you get unstuck and you're not getting the service you need, you, get, you engage with your broker who then has the connection with that company to get some answers. May not sort it out, but get some answers. And then at this time of the year, the broker's job is to speak to you and evaluate, are you still on the right scheme? So it's not an ongoing daily basis that you're going to send all your claims to the broker. You're not going to do that. 
that. You're going to act as normal. It's only when you run into a problem. And let me say to you, when you run into a problem, sometimes call centers and, 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 and organizations where you have to send paper in and you have to leave messages can be an absolute nightmare. Here I'm saying one-stop opportunity to make your, make your life that much easier, but even more important, to evaluate where are you in the chain and will you be able to afford? Kathy, these numbers are frightening. They're not a joke. Someone of 40 today who's paying 13,000 rand to medical aid. So let's say someone's got a comprehensive medical aid and they've got their wives and or husbands and two children on the medical aid. Comprehensive. They're paying somewhere between 13 to 18,000 rand. I'm saying to you, multiply by that by four times in 24 years' time and that's what you'll be pay, paying. So if you think that at 13,000, you can pay 52,000 in four, 24 years' time. Yes, only 24 years. Uh, so you want, to, you want to see what program should I be in and how can I get good treatment and mm. the necessary treatment at the most competitive prices. I'm not saying this is cutthroat business. It's not cutthroat business. Medical aids are struggling. They're struggling to keep their solvency levels. I'm just making... I'm, I'm, I'm very... I'm so committed to this because I've seen what I can see what can happen. So a 40-year-old when they get to 64, or 45-year-old when they've retired at 65 and it's now 69, how are they going to actually afford the medical aid they're on? They're going to want to downgrade. You know, when you downgrade, yeah, yeah. when you're 20 and 30, when you're healthy, you don't downgrade when you're unhealthy. And 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 I suppose one of one of the challenges then, Brian, is that oftentimes, of course, medical aids encourage you to join when you're younger rather than when you're older, because when you're older, you almost get punished for not having been part of, um, you know, a medical aid in your younger years. The premiums are so much higher. Well, Kathy, you've got good knowledge. We're going to make you a broker. You're absolutely <laughs> right. If you don't join a medical aid, if you're not part of the medical aid pool at a certain age, I'm not sure what the age is, you will get a 75% loading, which stays with you right through the days of your medical aid. So those who come in at a later stage, maybe the argument is, well, I never paid for all those years, so I've saved those, that money. But yeah, So they encourage you to come in. I'm saying... If you, if you come into a medical aid, if a 25-year-old with a wife and two children comes in or a 40-year-old is in, they pay the same premium. They say pay the same medical aid contribution. I'm saying the dangers are the future and also insurance. So a lot of younger people are going just for hospital plans and, and with, with, with what they call oncology benefits with anything to do with cancer and maybe even with chronic medication or straight hospital plan and taking gap cover. But gap cover and hospital plans um, and, and, and in particular don't necessarily replace medical aid. You've got to know it's easy to do it and think you've replaced it. You may not have. Because whenever you save money, you have to ask one question. Why am, what am I get, not getting? When I save money, what am I not getting that I was getting before? And you may not have needed it. You may be absolutely correct to have saved it. But I'm just letting our listeners be aware. Be, into the future, with medical aid increases, it is going to become unaffordable for many South Africans. And let me also add, you know, COVID has shown that government and the private healthcare industry can work together. We've seen what's happening with vaccinations. Mm. We've seen how they work together. So even if NHI comes in in the years to come, private, medi private hospitalization, medical aids will, will work side by side. 
So just think about the, the connections. And my job, as you know, is always to alert people to issues, maybe not today, but into the future. And I'll, comp- I'll finish off by saying, find out an accredited, accredited Medicaid broker. You can Google it, get online. If they've all got to be licensed. They've all got to be capable. Uh, and uh, they've got to have, have done all the exams. They've got to be accredited to be. And the most important aspect over and above confidence and capability is you want to be compatible. You don't like that person, go elsewhere. Find compatibility. Someone who understands you and can talk you through and, most important, help you to understand mm. the, the, the difficult web of healthcare. That's some really, really good advice, Brian Hirsch. Okay, Colin, you're calling us from Cape Town. Remember, you can also be part of the conversation. Any specific questions you want to ask to Brian, the number to dial 011-714-2006. Colin, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Colin. Brian, uh, what I can't understand, uh, a bit of a contradiction here. Um... Last year, when the COVID was in full swing, uh, my medical aid announced that those who have savings in their accounts can take the savings and pay their monthly premiums. All depends how much savings you had. And you could, up to three months, they took that premium out of your savings. Okay, they did that. That was discovery. Then this year, January came, they notified us the increase of whatever percentage, 5 or 6%. But we're going to freeze it from January till June, six months, only after July. This year, my premium went up, uh, the increase. So now... They helped the people out last year during COVID and they gave options out of your savings this year. Now, why can't they continue things like that? People sitting with 14, 20, 30,000 in their savings mm. each year. Mm. Luckily, they haven't used much of their savings or they haven't used at all. So why can't they continue or why can't uh, they do exactly the same for the near future, they what they did in COVID and did now. All right. Colin? Just hang on. my savings, yeah. my yeah. increase. Colin, Thanks, just Brian. I'll listen on the radio. All right. Uh, Brian, yeah. it's 10.30. Let me quickly go to the headlines and you can respond to uh, Colin after this. Luyanda, good morning. The Talking Point with Kathimo Sasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point. We're talking finance with Brian Hirsch. So, uh, Brian, a chance for you to respond to Colin's questions about why the medical aides are not always so generous with those savings that we have, that we have contributed to. Okay, so let's understand the difference between the medical aid administration company and the medical aid. You, uh, members pay money to the, to the administration company. The administration company takes its fee and the balance is, is, is deposited into the medical aid. Those medical aids are governed by certain laws. Uh, I don't know exactly what those laws are. As I said, I'm not, I have a good feeling, but it's governed. And there were allowances made all over the country for many, many different other aspects other than medical aids to allow people to dip into their savings account. 
Obviously, if you've got a large savings account, you can only get that money out for medical purposes and if you change your plan. So if someone's building large amounts up in the savings account, my question is, are they in the right plan? Because although it's good to have savings, it's all, all it's really doing is RAND swapping. When there's an event in the early years of your, of, of your, of your year, uh, all that happens is you pay for money out of your savings accounts. So once then, if one's got large savings accounts and people did, then I question, are they in that right plan? Do they need that plan? Can they not allocate those savings monies elsewhere and make and invest them differently? And that's the point I'm making. Colin's very correct. They were, they were much more generous. Discovery didn't charge for the first six months of the year um, um, premiums, uh, a premium increase. They only increased the premium uh, in July, and I think it was somewhere around about 5%. Uh, they froze the premium for a period of time. I think you probably find medical aid premiums increasing less this year because there hasn't been too much elective surgery. Um, although, as you know, the numbers of COVID have obviously got taken, taken its toll across the board and on medical aid. But that's the point I was making. I can't comment what they will allow, but the Medical Schemes Act has to allow mm. for companies, not up to each medical aid, to do what they like willy-nilly and pay out. But I question, if someone's building up large amounts in their savings account, then perhaps they need to reconsider and re-look at their medical aid. And, and I have no vested interest whatsoever. I'm not accredited as a, as, as a, as a broker, because often people think I'm pitching for my own business. I'm not. I'm just saying get hold of someone in your area and let them evaluate for you exactly what Colin asked. Do I need that savings account? How can I utilize that savings account against future premiums? What can I actually do? All right. So, Brian, um, oh, we've, come, we've completely run out of time. Apologies. Uh, your contact details for people to contact you? Yeah, please, not about medical aid. I mean, if you want me to, to, to give you a broker or give you, give you direction, but any financial questions, 011-880-4888. But please, Leave your numbers and your question, the area you're from. If I can't get through, find you know, get you on the first call. I'll pass your message and question on to someone else. But please, don't. I'm not going to come back to people about medical aid. I just wanted to give the information this morning about it. And, and I really think it's it's been incredibly helpful, Brian. So thank you so much as always. And I will continue the conversation again next week. And thanks, Kathy. Sure, Brian. A good just looking at some of the messages that people are sending through on social media, on Twitter, Malusi says, Ibo, why does it sound like we might end up working just to pay medical aid because the employer and salary increases are known enemies? And that's the point that Brian is, is raising. He said, if you look at the cost now and how those costs are expected to escalate over the years, um, then it's unquestionable the fact that, yeah, you're basically working to save for retirement, but a huge part of your retirement savings uh, might end up going to medical aid. Uh, Kaye Nguanyana says, a shocking future cost for medical aid in South Africa from Brian, over 24,000 rand or more a month in the next 20 years at retirement. <laughs> and then Kaye says, sometimes let's allow ourselves to die, man, Kathy. <laughs> is it that easy really it's about the quality of life as well Kaye but yeah I, I see the point that you are making Brian Hirsch of course will be back with us again next week Tuesday